Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Heidi ho <laughs> They're coming to get you, Barbara. This is my boomstick! Hey there everybody, welcome to another episode of the Horror Crypt Podcast, episode number 10 of season number 2. This week, I'm going to be doing a rather interesting horror movie. Now, they say that this is a horror movie, I don't know, I'm, I've got more of a feeling that this is more along the lines of a thriller. And I've actually shown this movie to a couple of people who've said the same thing, that yeah, it's more like a, uh, a thriller than what it is a horror movie. But you know what? There are some very gar- uh, gory um, situations in this movie, so I'm not going to quabble about it, whether it's going to be a horror movie or whether it's going to be a thriller. I think this is just a very, very unique take of a horror movie. It's a very unique way of looking at this horror movie. This one is the 2012 Canadian body horror film American Mary. This one is really, really quite good. Um, I I was actually very surprised. I saw this when I was in, living in the States on cable. And, uh, you know, like everything, you see the, the, the title page and you see the the uh, visual of it. And you're like, oh my God, that looks that looks awesome. Sitting down and watching this movie, I'm like, yeah, I understand why I love horror movies. This is very psychological. Uh, it's it's very. I love the fact that in this movie there is the world the world's greatest revenge scene ever. And I'm telling you, if you watch this movie, and I absolutely um, implore you, if you've got the availability of this, please go out and watch it. It's currently available on Shutter. Um, once again, I'm not being sponsored by Shutter. It's just the fact that I've got that uh, streaming platform. Um, it's also available on Amazon Prime. I've also got that one as well. Um, but yeah, I encourage anyone who really wants a great horror movie to go and watch this because the revenge scene in this movie is by far the best revenge scene ever. And I tell you what, you will not sit there and cry about what happens. You will be sitting there basically cheering Mary on right to the very end. So look, you know, I, I definitely advise anyone who's got the ability to see this movie, by all means, go out there and definitely see this one. So it was released on the 27th of August, 2012. Um, it runs for 102 minutes. I can't tell you how much there was the, the, the budget or the box office, because unfortunately it doesn't actually say exactly how much it was, how much they uh, made the movie for, and how much they actually took in it. So, unfortunately, I can't do that. But look, before I get started, remember I'm on all social platforms, Instagram and Facebook at HorrorCryptOz, and you can send me a direct message at HorrorCryptOz at gmail.com. And I tell you what, I would really love to find out anybody, um, you know, anybody's opinion of this movie. If you get a chance to see it, if you have already seen this, please, by all means, send me a message and uh, we can connect and I could definitely read out your review and, and just find out exactly how you felt about this movie, whether you really thought this was a horror movie or whether you thought it was a thriller, just like I did. But look, before I get started, we always love to listen to the trailer of any movie that I review. So sit back and relax, because here comes the trailer. What's the least that I could put on? $364. I quit med school today. That shouldn't come as a surprise to you. What's this? Uh, it's my resume. No, you don't need it to work here, but it is nice to find out some of your dirty secrets. Want to be a doctor? Surgeon. Follow me. What do I have to do? Yeah, we prefer if Rat was not to die tonight. Put the bat down, Dr. Mason. I'm just a desperate woman looking for help. 
exactly does she want me to do? So the movie opens up where we see a lecture hall and uh, basically you've got a, a professor and he's standing at the board writing some computations and things like that and you hear a, uh, well I thought it was actually a phone call but it was actually like a text message um, and then of course the, the girl you know silences it and of course the worst thing that you could have ever happen you know in, in that situation is the professor looks over and says you know um, it's very fucking and he says this it's very fucking rude to bring that into my um, lecture. And he basically, we find out that this is a med, uh, medical um, school lecture. So this young girl is basically being berated and saying, okay, so where is where is this? Where would I find it in this part of the body? What would I find it if I did this? And she basically, you know, rattles off the, uh, of the answers. We then find that um, the professor then approaches her and says, and of course, at this moment, you know, we find out her name's Mary, and Mary says to the professor, listen, I'm, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And he goes, listen, I've, I've got enough trouble with the, the absolute losers in this class, having to try and get them through it. I see brilliance in you, Mary, but I don't want you to be fucking up. And this is where it's almost like that, hang on a minute, I understand that you're my professor and you're trying to get me through med school, you know, the best way you can. And I understand that. And this is a lecture that's very important, but you've got absolutely no right to come out and say to me, you know, the other students are losers and don't fuck up. I mean, come on, you know, I mean, th there is, uh, I don't know, I I've never been in a lecture hall where I've ever had a professor tell me to stop fucking up. So there was a way of, around of basically saying, hey, you know, stop bringing the phone in, you know, buckle up. But of course, when we see the phone ringing, we see it says uh, students, lo student loans. And uh, so we catch up with Mary and she's in a car park and she basically rings up the student loans. We find out that she's actually running rather behind on her student loans and she put down, you know, $40 um, two weeks ago and she rings up and says to the person uh, on the other line, listen, what's the least amount that I could pay for this? And she was given the price of $364 and of course it comes back with, you know, yeah, well, you can't put anything less than that because your service is going to get cut off. Um, now, we thought that it was, a, it was a student loan. This is where it sort of like it falls a little bit like a misstep because um, that was a student loan, but her phone was going to get cut off. So it's almost like, I guess that student loan covers her phone calls as well. So she has to basically make sure that she keeps everything up to date. So poor old Mary, we actually are finding that, that she's in a bit of, bit of financial problems right now. And I guess anyone that's gone through med school in any any capacity has got a monolithic um, debt they're carrying. And I remember a movie uh, long ago, not long ago. My God, I'm dating myself. This is I'm not, I'm not that old. Seriously, I'm 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 actually quite spry for my age. You know, I'm not telling you how old I am though. 
but um, it was interesting. It it was uh, to do with you know uh, med med students, and uh, the young guy goes in to you know redo his loan, and the the person in the bank says this this loan's going to weigh on you for the best best part of ten to fifteen years of your career. You know, and it was basically the guy's basically saying, "Listen, your father's pretty rich. Why doesn't he pay for it?" But, but of course, this student says, "Yeah, well, that it doesn't work this way." So poor old Mary, you know, she's having to do the very very best she can with what she's got, which is basically nothing. She's trying to find some way to to keep going in her in her classes. So we find that she decides that she goes onto Craigslist. I think we all know Craigslist, and she applies for work as a, at, a, at a strip club where she meets Billy. Barker, the club owner. Billy is in need of a medical professional to patch up a, uh, a man bleeding in his club's basement, the obvious victim of illegal dealings. And <laughs> now, when I say illegal dealings, it's rather interesting because Mary comes in to, um, you know, apply for the job and uh, she's got a very um, extensive resume. And this guy is an absolute sleaze and a half. But then again, I don't think there's there are a lot of people that would actually own strip clubs that would be the nine to five good looking sort of person with the suit and the tie and not an absolute sleaze to all the women that go there so you know i guess he's a stereotypical person that would own a strip club i don't if you own a strip strip club out there i'm not putting you into the category of a sleaze all i'm saying is that i don't see that there's a lot of people out there that are family people running strip clubs but i could be wrong i'm not going to say I, I, I could be wrong so anyway she goes up to billy and she basically gives him his re resume and she's and he's like wow you've got a lot of school here and why are you giving me your resume and she's like oh, i thought you needed it and he goes well you don't really need a resume for this this um you know this position but hey whatever so he says to her how about you give me a massage like you know just on the neck and uh, he proceeds to take off his leather jacket and she's massaging away a bit. But before that, she's had to strip down to her underwear. And you can sort of see Billy and I'm sure any red-blooded man um, would look at uh, Mary and go, Oh my God, she is a bit of all right. And she is. She is gorgeous. This actress, and I'll just pull up her name, Catherine Isabel. She is absolutely gorgeous. She is. She's, And I'm not just saying that because she's got a gorgeous body. All I'm, all I'm saying is that she fits this role perfectly. She is very, very talented as far as an actress goes. And she's got the look that this movie really wants to stand out with. So it's almost like she really embodies this role. And as we go along in the movie, you know, there is a segment of the movie that I want to play you that actually shows just what she's getting into, you know, through her studies. But anyway, so Billy um, is being massaged and his, I'm guessing, security comes in and says, listen, this guy didn't turn up for work and we've got some problems. And so he sort of like, you know, leaves the, the situation. Mary's standing there basically in her underwear, um, corset and bra and, you know, panties and everything else and trying to work out what's going on. Billy uh, comes back into the uh, into the scene and goes, listen, do you want to earn five grand? And she goes, what do I have to do? And he goes, well, follow me. So they, they start going down into the basement. And uh, she goes, what do I actually have to do exactly? And you find that there's this guy laying on, like, it's not really a bed, but laying on, 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 it's almost like he's laying on a slab, basically. And he's been cut from um, chin to midsection, like really well sliced up. Um, he's got one eye that's basically been destroyed. He's got, it just looks like a, a pile of meat sitting there and he is just bloodied everywhere and he's crying and of course, you know, and whimpering and, and of course Billy's like, you know, we really don't want him to die right now. And, uh, so we really just see that Mary goes in and just dives in to try and help this poor guy. We don't see what actually happens. All we see is Mary coming out of the room covered in a little bit of blood and Billy hands her the $5,000 and we follow Mary home where she basically collapses and 
um, basically sobs uncontrollably um, in her bathroom. So we know that there is something untoward going on with this strip club, but we're not really sure whether Mary's into this right now, but, you know, we'll go along with it. So Mary accepts the money, but spends the next few days terrified the criminal activity she got her, herself involved with will follow her home. So it was really interesting. She was sitting on um, sitting on the couch, and she's got uh, on the sofa, and she's got a baseball bat in her hand looking directly at the front door, and I'm guessing, well... You're prepared, you know, and of course the phone rings and you hear on this, uh, on the phone, uh, this, this rather, I wouldn't say petite sort of like, uh, voice. It was, it's almost like Minnie Mouse on, on <laughs> Minnie Mouse on, I was going to say Minnie Mouse on helium, but Minnie Mouse on helium would be terrifying, but it, it's like a Minnie Mouse sort of like voice. And she says, you know, Dr. Mason and, uh, and of course she goes, uh, nope and hangs up the phone. And of course the phone rings back. And says, uh, you know, this person on the other other line says, she goes to say something, and Mary goes, um, "Yep, I don't know who you're trying to contact. I think you've got the wrong number, and there is no Doctor Mary here." And she goes, "Yeah, well, how do you know I'm I'm ringing the wrong number?" And I didn't say Doctor Mary, I said Doctor Mason. And uh, of course, that's when she hangs up again. So the phone rings once again, and of course, guess who it happens to be? It happens to be her instructor or her professor. And he basically berates her over the phone again, saying, you know, if you want to find another, you know, uh, another class to attend, you can fucking find somewhere else to go because, you know, I'm not going to be dealing with you just not turning up. And she's like, listen, I've got, I've got, I've got family issues. And there, there is, there could be that situation where you've got family issues you've got to deal with. You can't turn up to a lecture. Um, but this guy is is taking it past the point of being an, a professor, going into basically a creepy stalker, because he's basically saying to her, listen, you are the only person that matters in this whole class, and I don't want to see you fuck up, so, you know, if you don't, you know, get with the program, you know, don't turn up. So, in the next couple of days, we see that Mary is, she's got this little thing that she does where she, um, sews up turkeys so i guess it's like a practice because she's becoming she wants to become a surgeon so she's practicing how to sew up these turkeys and of course the doorbell rings and uh you, you hear this mini mouse now I, I was watching this the other night and i thought to myself how can you possibly not understand that the voice you heard on the phone is the exact same voice you're hearing on the intercom and this person says i've got a package for mary mason and she goes yeah okay come up and gives her the apartment number and unlocks the door and of course mary's been cutting up a turkey and there's blood all over the place on on her um apron so she goes to take it off but in the background we saw this fleeting red <laughs> person run past the, the screen of course at that stage you know she then you know, comes out into the into the uh, kitchen to see Beatrice Johnson. Now, Beatrice is, if for lack of a better word, here's an idea. Everyone, think Betty Boop. That is what Beatrice looks like. And she is such a lovely person, but she is the embodiment of Betty Boop. And it was interesting because, um, you know, Beatrice actually says to her, to, to Mary, what do you see when you look at me? And she goes, um, uh, Betty Boop. <laughs> and of course, that's when the old, uh, is that it? But we find out that um, old Beatrice is body, body modified. So she spent a lot of money trying to get to the point where she looks. And as she says, uh, I've been spending a lot of money to make myself look the way I feel on the inside, on the outside. So we find out that Beatrice does have quite a lot of money. And I guess through the, the fact that she's got quite a lot of money, she decides to be a stripper at the club where Mary applied. So it's like, okay, and we do see... Um, little snippets of, of uh, Beatrice stripping at some stage, but Beatrice has a very interesting offer to make Mary. She says she's got a friend of hers and she really needs some help. 
and she's like, what sort of help does she need? She goes, listen, I'll give you $1,000 just to show up at the veterinary clinic because I've got a, a friend of mine who works there and uh, she can. She said we can use it after hours. And if you do this surgery, I'll give you $5,000. And she's like, um, okay, so what time does this, the uh, clinic you know, close up? So, of course, Mary makes her way down to the veterinary clinic and goes inside and there is Beatrice and she's like, you know, I'm, you know, thank you so much for coming, Dr. Mason. And she's like, listen, what is it that she, that you really want me to do? And she said, well, maybe I'll get my friend to tell you. So we go and we we meet Ruby Real Girl and uh, we find out that Ruby wishes to be transformed into a human doll. And she is being, uh, she's asking Mary to perform very illegal surgery. And she basically says that uh, she's been unwilling to find some a doctor or a surgeon to complete the last step in her transformation. What she basically says is, and Mary standing there and goes, I'm sorry, but what is it that you'd like me to do? And she said, well, I'd like you to remove my nipples, all external genitalia, and partially suture my vulva shut. And of course, Mary goes, ah, uh, that shouldn't be a problem, but just give me a moment. And goes over to me, it goes over to, um, oh, Betty Boop, but we'll, it's Beatrice, but we'd, lo we'd love to call her Betty Boop. And says, uh, does she really want this operation? And she's like, yep. And she goes, okay, just thought I'd check. And of course, Mary goes in to, to do the job. You know, she accepts and she follows up, you know, with uh, Ruby's website. And it's called, um, it's some extreme body body modification website. Uh, and I cannot remember for the life of me. And I actually had it, had it, oh my, isn't that terrible as you get old? You've got it right in the tip of your brain, but you just can't get it onto your tongue and get it out of your mouth. But yeah, I, it's an extreme body modification. Of course, Mary does happen to go in there and see what Ruby wanted to actually have done. And it's, it's pretty extreme of what she's done throughout her time. But yeah, she decides to make the fact that, you know, this is what Ruby wants. So what Ruby wants, as it says, Ruby gets. So yep, no, no more nipples. Um, and all external genitalia is gone and we are going to suture her vulva shut. So now, and of course, as I said, this is where a lot of the, the, the gore and the blood and the guts comes from. And I'm, I'm sorry to say that because that, that is true. A lot of this horror movie is just to do with body modification and a lot of the, um, and it's basically done in such a way where it's all medically, um, performed so you know you can see what's going on and as i said to you you know in this sort of movie i don't think it's extreme horror because there are only certain parts of it that i would say yeah they are extreme horror but uh you know i i, I don't know it, it seems to be more along the lines of it's basically just um it's a movie that that is horror movie but it's basically under the guise of medical procedures you know sort of that sort of situation so she basically does happen to look in on on um, Ruby's website and sees that there there are a lot of things that she didn't really know about. So Mary begins her residency in the surgical specialty, and her teachers and mentors praise her promising skills. Now, when I've said to you that this is where revenge comes in, I'm just basically saying this to all the girls out there that are listening to this podcast. If someone did something so horrendous to you, what would you think would be the best revenge? Now I know I can I can hear a lot of people say you know, do this to their their dicks, cut their dicks off, do this, whatever. Well, we're going to get into just what happens with Mary. So Mary is invited by a doctor named Dr. Walsh to where she believes is a networking party with several of the head surgeons at the hospital. However, she finds that she is the only young resident invited. So we see her, you know, coming up to this beautiful apartment and she looks absolutely stunning. She's in this gorgeous, you know, backless green dress and she just looks 
out of this world, and she's escorted into into the uh, the party, and she's offered a drink, and and you know she says to one of the one of the guys there, this Asian guy, you know what do you do? And he says, I'm a motherfucking surgeon, you know, and basically he says, you know, I get I get paid to cut people up, you know, cut 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 cut, and uh, of course then we see that Doctor Walsh happens to come around the corner and says, oh Mary, you know, it's lovely to see you, and what a lovely dress you're wearing, and she's like, oh thank you, and of course you know, and he says, well he said. You know, please feel free to mingle. We've got some people over in this area and people over that area, and there are a couple of people that have already gone into the bedroom and you know, you know, basically go and enjoy yourself. And so he leaves her to her own devices, and she's got this what she I can only assume is brandy in her hand. She looks over to this other surgeon, this Asian surgeon, who is encouraging her, by all means, drink up, please drink. Then of course we have this guy called Doctor Grant. Now Doctor Grant is the professor that has been basically harassing her as far as make sure that you don't fuck up and says to her wow mary i didn't actually think i'd ever see you at one of these parties and she goes oh dr grant it's lovely to see you and he says you know did you you understand what i said before and she goes i won't fuck up i won't i'm completely you know under control as far as what's going on then we see that mary's vision is starting to be a bit blurred and it's like okay and she's got that wow i don't know what the hell i'm drinking but i'm starting to feel rather woozy so this is where Dr. Grant decides, here's an idea, let's go and, I think you should go and sit down somewhere, and escorts her to a bedroom, in which case he then throws her onto the bed, and at this at this point we, we know exactly what's going to happen, she's going to get raped, and uh, her vision is going, she's unable to fight back with Dr. With Dr. Um, Dr. Grant, who, who proceeds to pull out a video camera and starts recording her, and then of course, obviously, as we know, um, in the movie, he proceeds to unzip his fly and basically rapes her. Now, she passes out on the bed. We don't know how many people she's been passed around to for the whole night, but, you know, who knows, because the other people that are in this the uh, the party, they're all escorts that the, um, that the doctors have all invited. So she is raped, as we know, and uh, Mary later drops out of her residency because <laughs> what you really think that after you've been raped by your professor, you're going to go back to school and uh, decide, hey, here's an idea. I'd like to sit in your class knowing that you raped me and you know that you raped me, but I'll just keep quiet. I, I don't think so. So she drops out of her residency and says, nah, screw it. And this is the whole thing, girls. You know, when if this ever happened, what sort of revenge would you get? Well, I would tell you... Re- Revenge is a dish best served cold, I guess. Mary serves it red hot, and you will love watching this movie, and you'll be cheering Mary all the way along, because what she does is fucking awesome. And I've spoken to a couple of people and have said, you know, what would you, do you think that what happened was justified? Their answer? Fucking yeah. And my answer is the exact same thing. I 100% agree with what what Mary did, and I would be cheering her all along. So Mary hires, hires Billy as his enforcer to kidnap Grant and deliver him to her apartment, where she holds him hostage, using him as a practice material for her extreme surgeries. <laughs> using pictures of Grant's surgeries in her portfolio. So basically what she says is that um, she he's laying down on, on sort of like a, a rather large sort of coffee table, and uh, she's got two syringes, and I know it, it's basically um, anesthetic. And says to Billy, listen, uh, he goes, oh, well, you know, just let me know when you're done. And she says, well, no, I'm not going to be finished till this time tomorrow night. So you can just go home. And basically we find out that Mary has got 14 hours of surgery that Dr. Grant is going to go under. And uh, so in this scene, we've got Dr. Grant's head 
basically um, encapsulated in sort of like um, a, uh, it's almost like um, well it is it's it's a steel trap that actually is holding his mouth open and he's got you know masking tape all over him to basically immobilize him that he can't get out and so she is basically right behind him and says you know dr grant i you know gave up my i've I quit medical school but that shouldn't come as a surprise to you and she said i'm going into a different field have you ever heard of body modification and you know dr grant can't talk so all you're hearing is uh, uh, and she's like please please so she puts um, a needle into either cheek and you can start to see that he's starting to, you know, uh, become very, very numb with the fact that she's got these two needles that are now numbing his face. And so she goes through um, some ideas of what the, the operations are going to be happening tonight. So she said, we've got 14 hours of operations, but she said, I'm going to be doing the most popular ones on you. I'm going to be doing um, tongue splitting, uh, uh, teeth filing genital modification and um and this is really um I, and i'm sure this does happen but i don't i i could never under i i could never i couldn't do this one um voluntary amputation so she said uh, so i've got 14 hours of, of uh, surgery ahead of me and i'd really like to do this all in one night and then of course the camera pans away do you start to hear uh, dr grant screaming because she's now starting to tongue split him so it's like, oh, okay, fair enough. So using pictures of Grant's surgeries in her portfolio, Mary goes into consensual body modification surgery full time, and word spreads quickly through the dark web channels. Oh, yeah, the dark web, that Bloody Mary is a surgeon of great skill, willing to perform any extreme surgeries desired. So you see a lot of people that come through, and the best part about this movie is that um, a lot of the people that come through when she's taking photographs for her portfolio are actually in the body modification world. So you get to see um, you know, guys that have got tongue splits, women that have got tongue splits. You've got a woman who's got very, very large breasts, but her areolas have been made into the shape of love hearts. So you've got these dark love heart shapes. Um, you've got um, genital piercings that the this guy goes through. And of course, he goes. He comes back to Mary because he he has a photograph, um, basically, um, showing that he's got um, horns on his head and he's got genital piercings. And of course, he's cut up his penis and he's and he says to her, listen, and she goes, listen, um, I said to you no sex, and she said, well, and he goes, yeah, but I thought no sex meant just no sex, and she goes, no, that also includes self sex as well. So she she said, obviously, I wasn't very clear. So he she said, you know. Um, I'll just give you some antibiotics that should clear it up, but please stay away from that area. Do not touch it um, and just let it heal. And she's like, and he's like, oh, yep, no worries. Of course, there's a, there's a young guy in there and he's basically saying that he was wanting some extra things that, that you know, that Mary can do for him. And she said, well, what do you have in mind? And he goes, oh, I was thinking maybe some tribal scarring and some piercings. And she goes, get the fuck out of here. Like, you know, do you see my work? I'm not here. Do you see the sign saying piercings and, and you know, all that bullshit? Get the fuck out of here. And, of course, gets her bodyguard, um, which is which is once Billy's bodyguard, Lance, to basically throw a bag over his head, uh, over his over the client's head and escort him out there because, you know, you don't want him to know where the hell her apartment is. But uh, so Lance does her the favor of getting him out of there. So it really is that, you know, hey, you know, I'm very extreme now and you have to be extreme to come here to me or just get the fuck out. And, and as I said, it's really interesting how they're now calling her Bloody Mary. 
So Mary is approached by a police detective uh, who asks about the disappearance of Dr. Grant and the collection of disturbing tapes found in his apartment explaining that Dr. Walsh gave him a long list of women who might bear a grudge against, against him. And Mary was on the list. Billy, who has become attracted to Mary, attracted is one word, but he is absolutely obsessed with Mary. You know, no woman can ever hold a candle to how gorgeous Mary is. But Mary has got this animalistic sort of like look about her. Like she really has something. It's almost like you can't take your eyes off of her when, when she's there. She's got a really interesting presence. And when we first see her, she's this demure young girl trying to get through med school as she goes into the the body modification dark web sort of like scenario she becomes very very dark and she's got you know the now the the jet black hair she um draws a little mole on her cheek to you know and she basically dresses in you know her red um surgical gown or black surgical gown to really make sure she stands out but when you look at her she is very very it's very hard to take your eyes off of her she commands your your presence and your, your attention at her and this is why the the movie is just it, it just holds you from the beginning to end. This movie doesn't stray off the path of you sitting there going, "Can we get to the end?" or "What's going to happen next?" or "I'll pick up my phone and look at it." You know, it's the movie that will hold you for the whole hundred and six minutes from start to finish. Really, is great. I can't speak highly enough of this movie. So she basically says, you know, well, and he and he does say that there was some videotapes. And uh, Mary says, well, was I on one of those tapes? And she, and of course the detective's like, he's like, no. And she goes, oh, okay, that's fine, you know. So we find that in the next scene, Mary's driving to a, a warehouse where we find that Dr. Grant, this is what I'm saying, girls, this is the ultimate revenge. Dr. Grant has had both legs, both arms amputated. He's had genital piercings done. He's had a tongue split and his mouth sewn shut he's also on a drip so that's basically keeping him alive and he's basically in a warehouse container so he's basically just being hung from the back with um two um uh two hooks one on either shoulder blade so he's, he's basically being suspended above the on the from the ceiling and uh, mary comes in just to take some photographs to say listen this is what i'm doing now i've got a new website and people have to be able to find my work so i'm going to take some photographs of course, not only has she sewn his mouth shut, but she's written, um, obviously, with a razor, liar on his forehead. So he is basically fucked. So when people, when 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 I've said this is the ultimate revenge, this is a woman that you do not fuck around with. She is not only going to kick your ass, but she's going to kick your ass every which way, but loose and sideways to boot. And I tell you, this is the ultimate revenge. He decided to take advantage of her and make her completely vulnerable. Well, she has come back tenfold and has really made him quite aware that this was a woman that you should have never done this to. And, and hey, yeah, I understand that for sure. So while torturing Dr. Grant, Mary is discovered and attacked by a security guard who attempts to free him. But Mary bludges him to death with his baton. And I counted it how many strikes that she does. She does 27 strikes onto this um, security guard's head, basically killing him. And, of course, it's at that moment that, you know, once... And it's interesting, once the security guard gets Dr. Grant down, we see that then Mary comes out and starts beating the shit out of, out of um, the security guard. When Mary turns around and sees that Dr. Grant has sort of shuffled away, he's shuffled away quite a distance. Now, I was trying to work out how far you could really shuffle away at that moment, and the distance between where Mary is to where he is is impossible. 
I don't think you could do it. And I would love to find out anyone that could do it in that in that time frame of 27 strikes. Um, so that's 27 seconds he's got to try and get out of the area, as in get out of his holding cell and try to find escape. But of course, Mary turns around, sees him, and she grabs a taser from the security guard's um, waist and tasers Dr. Grant. We don't know um, what has happened to Dr. Grant because we're going into the next scene. So detective, the detective that was there, confronts Mary again, believing that she was a victim of one of the sex parties hosted by the two missing doctors and is hoping to help her. Now we find two missing doctors, did you say? Yes, we do, because Dr. Walsh has um, disappeared as well. So we've got Dr. Grant, who has been uh, basically taken limbs off of and everything else, the experimental toy of Mary, but Dr. Walsh has gone missing as well. So Mary's mental state is showing to be deteriorating further as she loses her grandmother, who was cl who she was close to, and of course she was a phone call came in, and Mary was doing a procedure, and finds out that her grandmother has passed away. So you know, in losing that situation, she has to then um, delete the the phone call or the her, her grandmother's phone number. Now, before we get any further into this, there was two um, twins, oh, sorry, twins, yeah, there was twin girls, twin women, that wanted some rather experimental procedures done on, on them. They're from Germany, and they actually flew over specifically for a week, so Mary could do some, should I say, interesting um, body modification. I can't explain it to you exactly what they want to done. I'm actually going to play the clip of the movie so they can tell you exactly what it was that they wanted to have done by Mary. I guess everybody feels connected to themselves. Yeah, and nine. I have the benefit of being connected to myself. And my sister. But I know that connection may or may not last beyond this existence. We never want to lose that connection, Mary. Maybe we'll die together in face, but others to come together. Maybe not. But should anything ever happen to one of us before the other, we want to lose that connection. We want you to take off our left arms and exchange them with one another. That shouldn't be a problem. So yeah, there we can find that uh, this body modifications are going quite um, extreme. And these two girls, who are probably the most dangerous girls I've ever seen in my life, uh, are probably the most creepiest girls I've ever seen. Because to say you want to have, you want to swap your left arm with your sister, and it, and uh, you can have hers and she can have yours, yeah, it's quite extreme. And it it's even plays into the situation where. You know, Mary goes to Billy and says, listen, we need to have another surgeon. You know, do you know anyone? And he goes, yeah, I know somebody that, that owes me a favor. It, it, it turns out to be a um, another German doctor who basically says, wow, Dr. Mengele would have uh, would have loved this. And she and Mary Slate looks at her, looks at him and goes, what? And he goes, twins, twins, because Dr. Mengele in the concentration camps was so excited about twins that wanted to do all sort of, of weird and crazy and disgusting experiments on Jewish twins. So, you know, this situation, this Jew, this German doctor is so excited about, he's working on twins. Um, as I said, a lot of this movie is under the guise of medical procedure. So this is why I'm saying that traditional horror in the sense of horror is sort of like, you know, powder puffed over with medical procedures. There is 
blood and guts and gore, but it's done in in such a way that it's actually pretty pretty okay to bear. You know, so I, I don't have a problem with with this movie at all with regards to the procedures because I work in the medical industry. It doesn't bother me at all. So she starts to deteriorate. Her mind starts to deteriorate because Mary's just going hell for leather on all these procedures that she's having done. She walks in on Billy receiving oral sex from one of the girls at his club and afterwards jealously attacks the girl with her surgical tools in the bathroom. Now, I found this really interesting because Mary, I was, I was watching it the other night and it was like Mary has got this blank expression. You can't read her and I, I would love anyone that could watch this movie and say that you could actually see what she's thinking because Billy is, I mean, obviously we all know that Billy's obsessed with Mary, but Mary just doesn't have that same interest in Billy and if she does you can't read it on her face she's just got this blank emotionless expression on her face because at one stage Billy says listen how about we go you know down to um I think it's Florida or wherever or Los Angeles wherever it is um you know and drive in there and, and she and she basically looks at him and goes I'll think about it you know she doesn't have that oh that would be awesome or yeah I'd love to do that or you know tell me more about it um, it just basically, she just, you just can't read her. So, you know, Mary is becoming more and more disjointed from reality because, you know, you've got Beatrice on one side saying, you know, do these extreme body modifications to a friend. She's now, you know, Mary's getting this massive amount of satisfaction by, you know, decapitating and, and removing limb parts of Dr. Grant. Um, the, the, the police are trying to find her what's going on. Um, and now you've got these two girls arm swapping each other. It becomes a little bit overwhelming. But as I said, you can't read her. That's the whole thing. So when she does attack this girl in the bathroom, it's like... And I was you know, watching this movie and I thought, well, hang on a minute. Does she like Billy? Because we know that Billy likes her, but it's almost like a warning for Billy. And of course, we see Mary does catch up with the girl outside um, in, the, in the parking lot and says to her, basically, you were just at the wrong place. I'll, I'll say exactly what Mary said. She said, you were in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong guy's dick in your mouth. So it's almost like, you know, she's staked her claim on Billy. She'll have Billy when she wants to have him, but no other woman can have him whatsoever. You know, and it was the fact that, that he came in this girl's mouth and she went to the, to the bathroom to basically, you know, brush her teeth and everything. And this is when Mary decides to attack her. But she doesn't attack her in a sense of just like, you know, busting into the bathroom um, she, the best part about it, like she walks in with her doctor bag and there's two other girls in the bathroom, but as she walks in, the two other girls hightail it out of there. So it's almost like, oh, fuck me. Here comes Mary. I'm getting out of here. So Mary just is sitting next, well, basically standing next to this girl who proceeds to go into the bathroom, go into the toilet, into a toilet stall. And of course, this is when Mary psychologically fucks around with her by taking all her medical equipment out, takes her bone saw out you know, basically unravels all her all her knives, her needles, puts on um, her surgical gown. So really is psychologically proving to this girl that I'm going to fuck you up. At that stage, then she does bust into the uh, into the bathroom, into the, uh, the the toilet stall, grabs the girl and pulls her out and basically puts the knife to her throat. But at that stage, he, she's also looking towards a video camera that happens to be in the girl's bathrooms. Now, I've been in enough, you know, nightclub bathrooms to say that there are no video cameras in the bathroom. So I don't know what it is that Billy's got this whole thing of a video camera being in the bathroom. But anyway, this is where it's almost like when, when Mary looks towards the camera, it's almost like it's a warning to the girl and to Billy because she'll know that Billy's going to play this back. And it has that look like, you know, yeah, I, I, I could fuck her up and I could fuck you up too. And she does actually say to him, you know, 
you know, do you think I'm crazy? Um, and people are saying that you're afraid of me. Well, guess what? The Mary that you first see to the Mary you see now, I'd be afraid of too. <laughs> I mean, she, she would definitely fuck you up given a quick, given an opportunity. I mean, this is a girl that if you are with in a relationship, you are going to be so, um, you are never, ever, ever going to uh, cheat on her at all. You are going to be so just her and that is it because she will fuck you up big time. So meanwhile, Ruby's husband, after seeing her new, his newly modified wife, tortures, Be tortures Beatrice to near death for Mary's location. So, you know, at this stage, you know, Mary is coming home from the club and the phone is ringing. And of course, you know, she sees that it's Beatrice. So she hangs up the phone. Of course, the phone rings again and she picks up the phone. And she goes, you know, what? And Beatrice, basically, you can hear that Beatrice is in a lot of problems over the phone and says, I didn't mean to do it. I He wanted to know. Now, before this scene, you know, you see that Mary goes into um, Ruby's apartment with Beatrice and she sees on the, on the dresser a photograph of a guy with Ruby. And, of course, this is when Mary says, well, I didn't know that Ruby had a boyfriend. She goes, oh, she's got several, but that's her husband. So I was like, okay, so a couple of scenes after that, you see that Ruby's husband comes home and, of course, Ruby's standing in front of a full-length mirror and she's just wearing a, a bathrobe and opens the bathrobe up to the horror of her husband looking and seeing that her areolas are gone, her nipples are gone, her genitals are now basically being closed over because Ruby's idea, and this is, this is something that I actually forgot to say, Ruby's whole idea is that as she says to Dr. Mason or to Mary, that nobody um, looks at a doll in a sexual way. Nobody looks at a like a, a you know a, a doll that's disrobed and starts getting sexually aroused with that with that doll. So she says that's what I want to be. She said I've spent my entire life being sexualized by the way I look, my my breasts, my my body, the way I've I've been basically designed of, of what I've done to myself, and I'm sick of being a sex object. So I want everything to be done. And as she says you know, take off the excess, you know, um, skin on her clitoris, you know, suture up her, the, the, the vagina as much as you can and take her areola and nipples off because she doesn't want to be sexualized anymore. So when her husband sees this, you can see that he's got absolute horror and dread on his face. So this is when he goes over to Beatrice's house or his apart her apartment and basically basically beats her within an inch of his her life to give her the location of where the whole Mary's apartment is. This is where um, he ambushes Mary at her house at her house with a knife. Of course, you know he stabs her into the stomach and actually does a very big um, job on her stomach. And of course, Mary luckily fights back and beats the shit out of him, so he's dead. And of course, she then has to try and get herself into her um, operation room to try and sew herself up. She attempts to suture herself, uh, her own wound shut but ultimately bleeds to death in her operating room and to be discovered by the police who then comes in and sees that Mary is laying there in a gorgeous white dress, white and black dress, looking very content on her face. There is blood absolutely everywhere. You can see that Mary's been trying to suture her stomach wound, but to no avail. Um, and I can only imagine the amount of pain and you know, anguish that she's going through. Um, and they do happen to find her um, book, that she's kept photographs in of what she's done to poor old Dr. Grant. I say poor old Dr. Grant, but I actually don't mean that. I don't mean poor old Dr. Grant, what he went through. He deserved absolutely everything that he got and more. And I 
yeah, I fully agree with what Mary did. Yeah, you do you do something to him, uh, yeah, so horrible, so horrendous. Because yeah, eye for an eye, why not? But this is when these she's discovered by the police. We fade to black, and that's the end of the movie. I'm telling you, I really really love this movie. I've never had any problems with this movie whatsoever. Um, I've enjoyed this movie from start to finish, and and I've I I don't know, maybe I spend maybe you know two or three times a year, maybe more, but two or three times a year on on average. Um, watching this movie because it's just it's a psychological thriller but it's also a really interesting way of having um, a female killer in this sort of role in a horror movie and I and I thoroughly enjoy this one so listen you know on a scale of zero to five buckets of blood zero being how do I get the last 102 minutes of my life back to five being it was perfect and I've watched this movie again man I, I I don't want to say I want to give it a five because you're going to sit there and go really there is absolutely no flaws in this movie there may be I haven't seen any flaws in this movie but listen what I'm going to do is I'm going to give this a solid and I mean an absolute solid 4.75 this was as far as I'm concerned absolutely perfect I can't give it a five because I don't want you to watch this movie and go really Paul you gave it a five and I can't see how you'd give it a five so I'm going to give it a conservative 4.75 how's that look before I go remember we've always got to do Paul's fun facts So there is about 19 trivia facts on, on uh, American Mary. I'm going to read, not going to read all of them, but I'll read a couple of them. And I didn't realize that this movie was made by the Soska sisters. And the Soska sisters, Sosk, the, try to say that when you're drunk. Well, try to say that when you, you, you just, you can't get the words out of your mouth. The Soska sisters' parents remortgaged their house in order to raise money to finance this film. Moreover, both parents made cameo appearances in this movie. There we go. So there's the, the girls who had made this movie and didn't have enough money. So mum and dad remortgaged their house to get the money together to help the, the girls out. So I tell you what, it was a well worth um, their whole ability to, to mortgage their house. All special effects were done practically in this movie. This movie was also shot in 15 days, which actually is r really quite interesting. 15 days. Holy crap. Catherine Isabel, who plays Mary, went to a medical school to research her role as Mary, and she also learnt to suture a turkey for her role in this movie as Mary. So there we go, that was actually rather an interesting one. The majority of Mary's patients in the film were members of the real-life body modification community. See, I told you about that, and that was very, very um, obvious, um, because, you know, I mean, I, I, mean I, I don't know, maybe there are people out there that want to be... Um, you know, Hollywood celebrities and would be willing to do this. I don't know, but I think it would be pretty extreme to do this for one movie. But uh, it was actually, I actually even found out, I already knew that one, that it was um, the people were from the uh, the body modification um, uh, community. And just one quick one, just to finish us off with this podcast. Ave Maria is played throughout this movie. Ave Maria translates to Hail Mary. There we go. So anyway, thanks very much for coming to visit me again in the Horror Crypt. Remember, I'm on all social platforms, so you can definitely reach out to me. And I tell you what, this is one thing that actually I hate about um, some podcasters, is that, you know, you like their podcast and you go out of your way to send them, send them an email 
or drop them a, uh, a comment on Instagram or Facebook and you think to yourself, okay, I'd really like to get to know this person or just reach out and say, what a great podcast you're doing, whatever, and they never respond. Well, I am not that person because I have done the same thing. I've been listening to podcasts and they've said, listen, you know, drop us a like or, you know, send us an email or, or send us a message through Instagram or Facebook about whether you you, know, you like the, the show or what you like about it and whatever. And I've done it and absolute fucking crickets. So I promise my listeners, and I know, and I'm on the, this is, I'm getting to five, almost 500 downloads as of this recording. So I'm like 496 downloads of this show. So I know there are people out there, and I know that, I know that you guys are from Australia, and from the United Kingdom, and from the US, and I know I've got people um, in different age groups, and ladies as well as guys, so I know there are people out there listening to me. So <laughs> believe me, I promise you that if I... If you respond to me and send me an email or whatever on Instagram, Facebook, or direct message at horrorcryptoz at gmail.com, I promise that I will definitely respond to you. Absolutely. Anyway, as I say every single week, I'll creep you later. Mm-hmm.